here on Right at the Fork, and we're heading into autumn. And it's our pleasure to have with us today Brenda Crow, who is the National Sales Manager at a Portland institution, Olympic Provisions, which you can find at OPPDX. She also developed a food business online called Food Shed, which was a place to find some of the most delicious provisions and items that people sell. She'll talk about that in the podcast. Now it's more of a blog because she's so busy doing amazing things with Olympic Provisions. Uh, if you're not, not familiar with that company, um, you should you should become familiar with it. Fantastic salami. It's the only USDA certified uh, salami program in the country, I understand. And, um, and so, Brenda, we wanted to talk to her because she has a great food background starting in San Francisco. She's been in New York. She has worked at Nikki. She has been in different aspects of the Portland food world, including the Portland Picnic Society. Uh, she's a key player here, and she's selling one of our stalwart brands to, uh, to the rest of the country. Uh, we thought it would be fun here on Right at the Fork to talk to Brenda Crow. How do you feel? Do you feel official? I feel very official here. <laughs> You're in Portland for a change. I know. I've been home for a couple weeks. Oh, really? Yeah. You're traveling all over the place. I am. I'm gone a lot. And I get on a plane to Atlanta tomorrow early. So. How long are you there for? Uh, through the weekend till Saturday. And what are you doing there? Um, a couple of things. I am going to be doing a trade show. So I work for Olympic Provisions. Yeah, no, we, and, we've, we've already introed that. Oh, you did? Okay. Yes, we know that. <laughs> so I am going to go to a um, uh, trade show and with one of our distributors. So I'll spend about six hours just slicing our salami and talking to people. And You've become a good salami slicer, I bet. Uh, very fast. <laughs> oh, fa- so yeah. good is fast. Well, I mean, good I mean, is also... The, are they the all right, consistent slices? Exactly. Consistently and pretty thin and fast. But, you know, I, got, I, I, I do this so often that I could almost just do it in my sleep. And so I start to kind of like taper down on the time I give myself to set up. So now I'm usually at about 45 minutes and I can get 12 salami sliced and <laughs> on the table and ready to go. So, so once you get them sliced and people are trying them and wowing over them, mm-hmm. how much of your time as, you know, in your position with Olympic Provisions are you spending in front of people telling them why they need to buy that product? All the time. And that's what that, that entire show, like I do shows probably this time of year, I'd say uh, second, third quarter, I do them almost every other week, um, sometimes, you know, weekly, but we have a lot of distributor shows. And then some of the bigger, like the fancy food shows. So is so. most of your selling at shows? Do you get meetings and then go and meet with someone in a back room? With um, it, it is the shows. And then I go room. visit, I'll visit our distributors and do sales presentations with their whole staff. So they're educated. And then I get out on the road with them. And those are called ride-alongs mm-hmm. or ride-withs, depending on what part of the country. That's what we used train. to do for outdoor boards. Look oh, for really? outdoor boards, yeah. Yeah. So it's really fun. It's kind of like a little adventure each day. I'm with a different salesperson in a different city. And I just kind of get little peeks into people's world. Wow. So are there really certain fun. cities that are are more amenable to, first of all, Olympic provisions? And then I want to hear how Portland is received when you go to other cities, what kind of what kind of eye openings do you get from when you say you're from Portland? 
Yeah, well, okay, twofold. The Olympic provisions, um, you know, it's such a great product, and it's really fun because it's new to a lot of people around the country still. So introducing it is is usually really fun, and I, and I rarely have anyone who dislikes it or isn't ready to buy it. So um, that's always a great experience to share that with So you people. have a 100% close ratio on that? Well, not 100, but <laughs> some people are interested, and then they just disappear, and you never can get a hold of them again and right. move on. Well, that's, you know, that's <laughs> so, the tough thing nowadays. Is yeah. We have all these modes of communication, yet no yeah. one communicates. Yeah, and I, you know, a lot of times I do try to remind myself to just pick up the phone. Just no emailing obviously is efficient and it works, but hearing someone's voice is always, I think, the most effective. Uh, just to building relationships and to you know saying what you want to say and not having it in writing. So, so you're know, doing a good writable. job at it because anytime I run into Eli or Michelle, they tell me you're just awesome, oh, and I already knew that anyway, but not in a sales context. <laughs> so and you used to work for Nikki USA. I did, too. yeah. And that was fun. That was an absolute adventure. And how long ago was that? That was when I moved back to Portland. So I think it was like 2003, maybe. So was that? To uh, 2007, thereabouts, or six. Where was that in the maturation process of Nikki, was, U, of Nikki USA or Nikki Farm? Well, Jeff had been around for a while. Right. Because um, he started in the 90s. Uh, I, I want to say... He already told 90s. us we'd have to so. go back. We have a podcast yeah, he's with a, Jeff Latham. Yeah. Everybody go back and listen to it. <laughs> yeah, he's so, so good. He's great. Yeah, and I, he's, like, he's got an interesting story, and it's amazing to see what he's done since he started that business. And the last so, year has been yeah. really prolific for him with yeah. the farm and exactly. the trucks, the mobile trucks. Exactly. The, I mean, I've heard Jeff talking about the farm for 10 years, and I kind of thought, well, God, I want you know. <laughs> if this farm's ever going to come together. And but that's did. the thing with Jeff is like, he'll, he'll talk about ideas and sometimes they seem big, but he eventually pulls them off and he's just, he's a dreamer and I love him for it. So what's the difference so. between, I don't know, how, how many sales jobs have you had now? Food well, sales jobs. Food, I, let's see, I, I lived in Manhattan for a year and did sales there, which was also really interesting. That had That's to be an interesting experience market. for someone from Portland. <laughs> totally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fun. So what did you learn there when you first did that? Or how, You what? know, I learned that the, the buyers are, well, the buyers are very different. Two things that, that struck me as the most um, different from this market is the volume is so much bigger. And you don't really understand that until you get there and you take an order and you're kind of like, well, what are you going to do with all this stuff? <laughs> oh, you're using it over you're the gonna weekend? You're going to sell it. Yeah, you're going to sell it real <laughs> oh. fast. You yeah. only have 8 million people here. <laughs> yeah. So just the vol- the sheer volume of business in, in food in New York is astounding. And then, yeah, the way that the people buy is very different. That's what I, I mean, I you have hear. a lot of less time to say what you want to say and, and no one really... You know, it's not as touchy-feely. The, the questions that you get asked are not as in-depth. At least that was my experience. You know, when I worked at Nikki, I got very in-depth questions about the meat mm-hmm. that we were selling. And in New York, it was just kind of like, just cut to the chase. Just tell me what the price is. And, you know, and were I, they negotiating pretty hard? or was Yeah, it just... and, but sometimes it would be like five cents. I'm like, really? Just to win. Uh, just, just to win. Okay. That's what I found back there. Yeah. It's just they have to feel like. Yeah. Uh, a, I guess they. I should include myself. Yeah. I always feel like you had to get yeah. something. It's just a whole different relationship between buyer and seller. Yeah. So uh, are you, are you there now? Are you in going New York? To New York yeah, I go to often? New York. I do go to New York pretty often. Yeah. Probably like four times a year, I'd say. Three or four. So um, 
Uh, and I, I haven't gotten into a lot of restaurants there in, with like the ride-alongs that I've done. It's been really focused on retail, but we're getting more into the food service in New York. Well, it takes a little while. How long have you been doing this yeah. now? Uh, almost three years. Wow, time flies. I, know, I remember right? you telling me that you got the job. I, w- I was thinking a little over a year when I asked that yeah. question. No, it's wow, been Wow, three years. Yeah. And it's so you're quick. also at the same time, we'll flip back to Olympic provisions, but you're yeah. also... You still have Food Chat. Our- I do. I maintain, you know, it's really just the blog um, side of things on Food Chat. So it's more of just um, a place to explore some quality American food. But it, it's a blog at this point. It's not a I noticed site. that. I went to look so, to see what was going on, yeah. and I saw you were you reading know, a little. You know, I thought it was a good idea. Um, and It is an it, excellent idea. It is, Explain theory, the idea behind Food Chat because... Uh, yeah, it was may- really to bring producers together under one umbrella online and, and to provide a place for consumers to discover their products and then to buy it through the site. But two things kind of happened as I was setting that company up and as it as it had its life. And one is that an e-commerce platform is so easy to plug into these days that you don't necessarily need, you know, the logistics of e-commerce through a, um, a third-party platform. And then the other real challenge is shipping. You know, you, you can't, when people put the, what was astounding to me was the the rate at, the, at which people abandoned their shopping carts, which as I know is pretty standard, but still, but you, yeah, you see <clears throat> shipping from four different people and you're like, what the heck? I'm not going to buy that. Oh, so it's <laughs> so, not like Amazon where there's somehow yeah. they figured out how to do one. They've done a really good job at Amazon. Am- yeah, but I mean, you're comparing ship. Amazon to one woman. And that's the problem. Is like, I either need like millions of dollars I or just understand to, that, to have but a I, loss but for they years. Have, they found a way to do that because yeah. you can order a bunch of different things and somehow exactly. you're not. Well, one, they have warehouses, per- but then they also do well, have the well, third. drones. Yeah. You don't, have, <laughs> yeah, like you don't have the food shed drone <laughs> just yet. dropping it in? Not yet. I'm working on it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I bit off a little more than I can chew, but you know, I'm glad I did it. It was, it was, it was a risk I took and I wouldn't take it back. So, um, so you're not selling anything there any longer? No, or, I'm not selling anything there. Uh, I, and I'm so busy with my current job. There's no, right. there's no time for me. To I thought it was, a, when I first met you, that's what we were talking about. And it was a marvelous idea. Yeah. And you have so many great products. I just went there the other yeah. day and was noticing, you know, your syrup. And I miss, yep. I miss the syrup for, that I used to pick up in Vermont. I bet the, you do. The, yeah. you know, the, and you said the grade B. I was like, yes, you know, because the, the, a lot of people, I want the, the grade, grade A. B. And I'm is, like, Ooh, no, isn't but the there grade another B. grade that's There's the C, too. Sometimes C. you can find C. Um, I think that's what I used yeah. to get. And it's a lot I'd get a like, big uh, tin thing, like yeah. giant. I don't know how many gallons it was. Yeah. But for 20 bucks. Yeah. I was in the store the other day and I saw a little teeny, you know, <laughs> yeah. tiny size for $25. So I missed that. Yeah. But yeah, that the grade that, B but. is is the best. Yeah, I like the grade C too for baking. It's just it's wonderful. It has a little more like caramelly and molasses flavors to it. So okay, you have a lot to do with food. How did yeah. this start? What what was going on in the Crow home oh. years ago? <laughs> well, kind of twofold. So I grew up in Portland, and um, uh, you know, as far as food, my parents were both good cooks. My dad really made like themed dinners. So he made eating dinner fun. Like, for example, we'd have Mexican food and we'd listen to like Linda Ronstadt's Canciones de Mi Padre and he'd have, or he'd have like mariachi music and we'd kind of like have the whole 
scene set and we would do Chinese dinners yeah (laughs) in the crowds (laughs) Um, we'd have Chinese food we'd all make pot stickers and he had like he we um, had an entire set of Chinese dishware just kind of random stuff like that and it's not as if we did that every night but it's certainly something that is a a vivid memory of mine from growing up Uh, my first sashimi my dad made sashimi once and I think I was maybe like probably 12 or 13 or something. Wow. Um, it wasn't then, very prolific. I mean, you didn't no, hear about it then. No, no, you didn't. Um, and then, you know, casseroles, frozen vegetables, a lot of that. Uh, Did you cook? Did, were, you, were you doing a lot a of lot. cooking when you were a kid? <clears throat> yeah, I, I was, yeah, I was the prep cook. I liked that, the chop the onion and that little chopper thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean that <laughs> yeah. you push it down and it all rotates? Yeah, or you just like, you just like kind of pump it up and up and down oh, with that. the four, three right, blades right. in the glass jar. Right, right, right. I got that. <laughs> like that sort of thing. I loved, I loved cutting the bell pepper strips for the fajitas. Or Do you like, still like that or are you beyond that now? Is uh, that beyond the, thrill, <laughs> yeah. the thrill is gone. The thrill's gone. Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually do like, I, I do like, I'm pretty kind of meticulous and I enjoy that aspect of cooking and knife skills um uh but, you ever, you know, did you ever work at a restaurant when you were a kid did my first job was at Hollips pizza actually oh and it was a different owner at the time i can't even recall his name uh this sounds kind of funny but girls weren't really allowed to like make the pizzas for a long time so i probably worked there for like three years and i would like practice throwing my fake pizza with a wet rag to like throw the dough that's how you practice so I was just practicing and practicing. I'd be like, can I throw a pizza yet? And they'd be like, no, you're in the cash register. Well, that's like uh, Euro dreams of sushi. How long yeah. he has to make the omelet for two or three years before he can actually do it. And then he yeah. gets it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I did. There were the, I had I finally got to throw a pizza uh, right before I went to college and my at the end of my job there. And it was. It was fun. I loved it. So while we're on pizza, because I always like to ask, and I think we've talked pizza before, uh-huh. what were your favorite pizza places? I know you love Pizza Shoals. I love a Pizza Shoals. Right. Yeah. The Pizza More, I just can't, I can't, like, that's the one that I can't get over. It's so good. Pizza More? The Pizza More at, at Pizza Shoals. Oh, pe- that pizza. Okay. Yeah, that, I thought you were giving me a new pizza. spot. No, but I was like, that's not. Question marks coming out of my head. <laughs> no. I'm a bit of... Uh, somewhat of a creature of habit with the food I eat in Portland. Like I, you know, I have my places that I, my five to seven places that I just kind of. Let's hear them now. I would normally ask you later, but let's, while we're talking about it. Well, a pizza shawl. Okay. Um, Led you right to the first one. Yeah, exactly. I do get a Pak Pak Noi a lot. I live pretty close by. But I did also get the Pock Pock cookbook, and I've just been almost cooking my way through it. So at this point now, I'm making Pock Pock at home. Um, I go to Javiel a lot, and I go to Fa Oregon a lot, uh, Biwa. Well, wait a minute. Yeah. Back up, because I, I think you know. The interesting mm-hmm. thing about Javiel is most, you talk to any chef, they're going to know about it. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe people who are listening to this podcast may not know about it. So let's hear the Brenda Crow Javiel explanation. Okay. Well, so Javiel is a breakfast and lunch spot, a Vietnamese sandwich and soup joint. It is just, it's on 82nd and it's just south of Division in like a little kind of strip mall. And it's a family and you look at the family picture and there's like, I think 15 12 or 15 sons, maybe. I don't know if there's a daughter. This woman, Christine, and has a bunch of sons and a close family that makes um, a very simple menu of soup. And she started with one soup every day. Um, and they used to run out, you know, 
maybe I mean sometimes as early as ten, but some around one or something, and they just sold it until they ran out. Um, it's not open for dinner. Uh, they have they now have two soups a day, um, and it's just and they got some banh mi sandwiches there too. They do, but I always get the soup. I mean, I've got the banh mi once, and it's not that it wasn't good; it was great. But I just am so focused on the soup when I go there. So I love it. Um, it's just really flavorful and fresh and just really soulful. There's something about it that's like. I think it's up there with the number one place when you ask chefs in Portland where yeah. they like to go. That's so good. I think that's the top of the list. Yeah. It's really And good. it's not expensive either, which is probably no. another reason a lot of people like to go. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So, okay, you were at Biwa, I think, mm-hmm. was next, which is fantastic. Biwa. Gabe yeah. Rosen's I know. I'm place. excited. I hear this may be something new in the making so i'm excited to hear about that what i do i remember something I know, new i think what? i heard something about a ramen maybe right yeah so um i love biwa um i i go to fa organ a lot too i don't know if you're seeing a theme here but i eat a lot of asian food yes like pretty much not exclusively but maybe like 85 percent of the time um i love fa organ it's absolutely wonderful um, I haven't been there, but I've heard it. But I'm not a, I'm not a huge soup person yeah. because it ends up on my shirt. <laughs> and I just, things that are, I'm sloppy enough as there is. I don't need help with that. You can't bring the spoon that. of cold yeah, liquid just, to your mouth. I'm just good with it, that's all. Uh, so, yeah, I love that. Um, where else do I go a lot? I got a sushi. Uh, I love going to Hokusei and Murata. Went to Murata the other night. Oh, Ox. Hello. I just went to Ox last night and probably like... Six nights before that, mm-hmm. and I'm just that food is so good. You know, I found that ox is a streaky thing because you go and then you go. Why haven't I been here in a long time? And then the next thing you know, you're, you're talking to everybody about it and you're saying, "Hey, let's do it." And by the way, yeah, if you can get six people. You can make reservations. So that's that, what we did last night. Right? Yeah, we had a food show. The Provista food show was yesterday. So some, you know, a lot of customers were in town and whatnot, and uh, we got a reservation, and it was God, it was so good. What'd you have? Did you have the clam chowder? Of course. Yeah. That yeah. I mean, incredible. even if you're sharing with eight people, I'm like, let's, and someone was like, are you sure you want to we get just, that to we share? Got two I'm like, for six. just get, yeah. well, I mean, we're all just going to dip it. It's going to be fine. Right. It's going to be fine. <laughs> They're from New York. So I'm like, no, we're all eating out of the same bowl. And then you get the, <laughs> what, why is that bone in there? Yeah. And, well, just well they know that. I'm yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> um, but and then we got the empanadas. We got one of each empanada. Mm-hmm. We got the, we got the seafood sampler, which you kind of can't leave without getting that. So good. Um, I didn't get that last time. Now I know. Now I have really a reason good. to go back. Yeah, it's really, really. Have you had really the halibut fantastic. on the bone? We got the halibut on the oh, bone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's. We got the ribeye. Yeah, and the ribeye is great. We got the cauliflower, um, the the beans with the everything bagel spice in the same row. All right, row. well, we're gonna lose listeners as <laughs> okay. we go because they're all yeah. gonna go kitchen it's, or something. Yeah. <laughs> was, we, probably, I, we got so much and then finally i was like i think we need to cut some stuff off our order here this is this is um this is absurd how much food we just ordered so we we removed the like platter of the, the vegetables the, no 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 actually <laughs> we had to, we also ordered the platter for like six people or something so right that got the axe mm-hmm. i'll have to go back for that no i we had the platter yeah. ready to go and i said you know what let's what? get some of the stuff that's on the platter individually yeah. we'll get that's more of it good. that way but, and then I had desserts there for the first time, and those were really, really good, too. And their, their front of house, their service, Adam, um, is just impeccable service. I just love. And, you know, also Gabby and um, Greg. 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 Greg Gabby the, and Greg the just have, like, the, the biggest hearts. And I, 
I don't know. There's just something they really that comes do. through in their food. And they're very they're, genuine, too. Yes. I get, really I get really that feeling all the time that they're actually they loving and caring people, and they love and care for each other. Yeah. And that always translates. I mean, in the way you treat people, your employees, your staff, like, I think it, trick, it goes all the way down to the table. So... So are they serving Olympic provisions? Uh, no, they don't serve there? Olympic provisions, but they make a lot of their own stuff too. The sausages they make in house. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you, you pretty quickly when you approach accounts, you you there's not every th- there's places for our product and there's places where it doesn't fit in, and there's kind of no point in trying to. push So you it get in to just enjoy where... your meal and not yeah. sell. So <laughs> how much? Are... Like, excuse me, have you tried archery, Saria? <laughs> <laughs> are you, are you, and most people in Portland, I mean, anybody in the food business is is very familiar of with course. Olympic provisions. Yeah. So, do you yeah. are you uh, do is most of your charge outside of the Portland area, or is it? No, we do Portland. I mean, we do focus you on you yourself. I mean, uh, it's all over. I mean, my 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 uh, service area is the whole country, so that's obviously broad. Um, but I do get around Portland and and primarily visit retail. But I will go on ride along sometimes with Privista and and get into kitchens here. Cool. Well so. that must, and you know some you know you've been in the yeah. industry for a long time. Yeah. You do the uh, picnic society too, right? That's have you right. been in some yep. of those I picnics? have been pretty much like out of town every single time one's held. So right. I'm the delinquent member of the picnic. Do they have, do they have rules about that? Or are you going to get kicked out I at might some be. point? I'm probably going to get kicked out of my book club you, too. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> every club I belong to, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Well, uh, it's worthwhile. You're doing member, something fun. So. so, speaking of going around the country <laughs> uh-huh. and slicing salami and putting it out there. Uh-huh. What are some of the dumb questions you get from people? You know, I had one of the best was recent. And a woman asked if the hogs that we source are grass fed. <laughs> and I just, I was so dumbfounded that it was in between like, I it was like, well, don't laugh obviously. Cause that's the wrong response. Yeah. No, you, ha- <laughs> but, you have to go with it. Yeah. And, and you know, I was just explained that hogs aren't grass fed, that that's, you know, she might be thinking of cattle or... Now, was she holding up the line of people or, behind her? And did she have a, a series of questions? Because I was at the <laughs> farmer's market not long ago, and there was a guy who had to know everything about these eggs, and he wouldn't stop. And then he's and then okay. he actually said to me, I, at some point, mm-hmm. he said, are they really orange? Because I've read that the really orange ones are the, are the best ones, and I just wanted to buy the eggs. <laughs> like, and I was behind step him. Step aside. So, so I just said, I just said, I've had them. They're great. Just get them. And he said, are they really orange? And I said, well, I didn't really notice that, but they're really good. And he said, well, then what kind of authority are you? This was the conversation <laughs> we had in line oh, waiting to get eggs. fantastic. Yeah, so I said, well. That is oh, fantastic. And actually the woman who was selling the eggs finally asked him to move. That was great. That's so you right. must. I, I had a good Portland question yesterday at the Provista Food Show. They provided some um, like pastries and whatnot before the show and I didn't see like a label on the box. I was like, I can't even believe I'm going to ask this, but who made these? <laughs> and, they're, and they're like bake shop. And I'm like, Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because here we're so spoiled on, know. you know, that. Yeah. I'm like, I want to determine whether or not I should put this in my mouth right now. You tell me who made this. <laughs> so where did, where did that person ask that question? Where, what part of the country were they? Uh, God, you know, I wish I could tell you, but I'm almost dizzy from, the amount of places I can't even remember where I was. So do you ever have days where you wake up and just say, I don't feel like looking at food? Mm, not really. That's good. 
Because I after feast Monday and Tuesday, I can't even. Yeah. I literally is like take you know an exhausting amount. Yeah. Yeah. It's but it's just a turnoff at that point. It's yeah. just like any kind of food. So, yeah. But and I ask that because you're at a lot of shows, so you're doing. A lot of that. You probably don't have a lot of time to walk like around and sample, around. right? You're yeah. not walking around. You're I mean, just I'm, doing I'm, your thing. I do eat a lot of like meals of salami, which you know is good, but it's probably not good for me. The salami queen. Every day. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, all, you know, you're standing in front of people for six to eight hours. It's not like you can walk away and take a lunch when you're the only person at a table. So, so you're just you eating just the eat salami. salami. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite Olympic provision salami? I love the saucisson d'arl. The one that's just pork and sea salt. It's you know I can never. I like them all. So every time I go up and sample them, I can never remember which one would be my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, well, we do make twelve too. So it's, right. it's, yeah, lots uh, to choose from. It's good. So you have, but you do get out at night when you're mm-hmm. done, right? Working. Yeah. So you've been traveling a lot. Mm-hmm. You're in the company of a lot of great food people all over the country which is a privilege i think or a treat yeah better better word for that so what are some of the coolest the best meals that you can remember in the last year last few months um i've been loving the food in seattle um and it always comes down to to a few chefs there for me at least i mean there's a lot of talent there but anything that renee erickson does I love the walrus and the carpenter. I haven't been there yet, but I've been, been to the whale, whale wins. I haven't been to the whale wins. Oh, yet, that was one. Of, that was one of my favorite meals of 2013. It's just so good. Yeah, it's great. Um, uh, Rachel, I can't remember her last name, but she does Revel and Julie, Jewel, Julie, however that's pronounced. Her food is out of this world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Matt Damon, uh, Sitkin Spruce, and I haven't been to Bar Sahor, but I really am excited to go eat there. Heather, um, Heather just went up to Sitkin Spruce. Did you? Oh, his food is just consistently She's, great. She posted a few good pictures on there. I have, I'm going up next week. So Are I, you, that's you should go to the Westward. I really want to go. The uh, Westward? Yeah, Chef Zoe is. She Well, she was just named as one of the best new restaurants in Bon Appetit magazine, so you might want to try to get a reservation if okay. possible. But I think the setting looks pretty brilliant on the lake there, and I've heard the food's out of this world, too. All right, thank so, you for that recommendation. Yeah. And then I love hotcakes. My friend Autumn, who's one of my favorite producers on Food Shed, she does, um, she has like a, it, she calls it a molten, um, uh, molten, oh gosh, I'm getting that, molten cakery. I mean, basically it's a little desserts bar. And she does molten chocolate cakes and kind of boozy milkshakes and any number of desserts. Um, and she's one of the best pastry chefs I know and, I, I love anything that she puts out there. So. I have to get to Cafe Besselou up there. I've heard those are amazing. Ethan Stoll told me they're best cross hunts anywhere. Yes, I haven't been there. I've heard about that for probably 15 years. That's on I my just, list. That's yeah. the If I get nowhere else because I'm judging a food contest, so that oh, okay. takes out that night. Yeah. So we'll see. But um, yeah. at any rate, sorry, I didn't mean yeah. to get. You know, I know. I, I will apologize to anyone listening out there because you and I know each other pretty well. So it's yeah. just like sitting there having a conversation banter. over yeah. coffee, <laughs> and I forgot that the <laughs> mic is in front of me. Yeah. So, so uh, other experiences. You know, New York is always every time you go to New York, you've got a great eating experience. I love um, having kind of experiences by by theme, <laughs> by neighborhood. So, you know, go to Jackson Heights and, and go to Kebab King and uh, Raj Bog Sweets and um, Patel Brothers Market and kind of finding a little neighborhood in New York that takes you to a different world. 
and eating a few places there. That's what I love. I love eating in Queens. Um, Greek food, Nestoria, Taverna, Kiklades is one of my favorites. Um, last time I went there, I do love going to Coney Island and just getting a Nathan's dog just for the heck of it and just watching the scene. You know, it's I so lived good. around New York for years. I never had these food experiences. Really? Because I didn't know. I really wasn't in, I didn't know anybody who yeah. knew all the places. And, you know, my grandparents were there and my cousins. So we would kind of go get to the, comfortable. Yeah. Or just eat there. But, yeah. uh, you know, I know yeah. a few places I recommend in New York, but for someone who lived around there and likes food, I don't have. Yeah, you know, I don't have the a plethora of places. John's on Twelfth, I I enjoy, but then yeah. every time I mention that to a New York person, they say ah, they kind of give me the same look that someone might give if I said Jake's to them out here. So I, I'm gonna almost stop with <laughs> you, John's on Twelfth. <laughs> you, that's not how you feel anymore. <laughs> I know you that John. look. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I don't want to deal with it I, any longer. I can't remember the last place that we went. The name of the place that we went to last, but after the Coney Island experience, we went to Brighton Beach and had. Um, uh, Russian food at this little restaurant, and it was the same thing. It's like, where am I? I'm not in New York. I'm not in this country, and I love that. Uh, have but, you been to Kachka out here? I have. Yeah, and, it was great. I loved it. And uh, have you been to v- uh, Vitaly's pop up? No, Done yet? I have not. I've not been to. Got to do that. Place. Yeah, I, where is it? Where where is he it? Does it up? He does it at uh, Portland Penny Diner oh, once a month. Oh, okay, okay. And we actually, I've been meaning to talk to him about doing a little something, but yeah. uh, we also did a dinner at Kachka that was just, uh, you know, the food was great, but they have this, they have this back room. You feel like you're in someone's Russian living room. And I haven't seen the back. The room. hospitality was so great. Oh, I really yeah. enjoyed it. I really so, want to do the full caviar service there sometime. Yes. And the vodka is with it? the caviar. But so when you're in New York doing that, that's mm-hmm. you're almost as close to being in Russia. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's different. I'm going to get. Yeah. It's get different out here. It was. It. Yeah. Was a concept, and they're yeah. great, but you're but not. But there, you are. I mean, every single person walking down the street surrounding you is speaking that language, mm-hmm. or whatever neighborhood you're in. And so and you probably know that anywhere that. you go, you can walk in, and you're going to get something authentic. Ex- yeah. At least it's not quote unquote authentic. Yeah. It's authentic. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So oh. New York is your favorite food city then. Oh yeah. And Seattle's up there. Yeah. Any others? I mean Portland, yeah. Yeah, well um, of course Portland. But. Uh I would say those are my favorites. I mean there's definitely been highlights in Chicago. Um and LA. I haven't I've only been to LA once this last year, but I'm excited to go back cuz I think that their food scene's really coming along. Um I go to San Francisco a lot. Mm-hmm. Um Have you been to my cousin's place? Bacon, bacon. Oh no, I haven't. But you I should be selling right. them. You should <laughs> yeah. be going down there. <laughs> that's right. Is he still in the same spot? He's got a place on Frederick Street, and he's uh-huh. got two food carts, and I think he might have another place. I'm not sure. Okay. He was on the national news last year on Good Morning America because they the closed, they shut him down because yeah. of the smell, and he was on uh, Saturday Night Live. They mentioned him on Saturday Night Live, which is fantastic. Fairly, fairly good PR. That's but that's good. a great food city, and yeah. it's a lot of fun. Oh yeah. And I think yeah. they're, like Seattle, they're a little jealous of Portland because there's so much going on here and the cost of entry is so much. Well, that's the thing, is the cost of entry. And that's what's such a brilliant thing about the Portland food scene, I think, is that people can take risks here and people um, with a lot of talents that don't necessarily have a lot of money behind them can make a start here. And so we get to see a lot of creative food Um and, you know, I think a lot of people also just come here because <clears throat> it's accessible in terms of living. 
Now, if I recall, so. you you've you've been able to see some of our most prolific chefs go from mm-hmm. like Brian, right? You went to did you go to school with Brian, or you just know Brian's at, at uh, Pizza Shoals, Brian's? Brian. Oh no, I've just known him for a long time. But Andy Rick, but. Andy Ricker, no, no. Oh, I mean, I've I been around when they started, okay. but I wasn't. You know, I mean, I I when Gabe. Uh, started at Le Pigeon. I was his meat vendor, and that was really fun to see the beginning because I worked with Colleen's before that. Mm-hmm. And uh, then when Gabe took over the spot, you know, and I'd worked with Gabe before at Gotham Tavern, but I didn't, I didn't fully know what he's capable of because it wasn't necessarily just his food. Mm-hmm. So that was a really fun, you know, progression to see because uh, I love Le Pigeon's one of my favorite restaurants too. It's fantastic yeah. and. You've had the, you know, you've been around, you've been, uh, you know, Heather and I were talking about guests and we don't normally have salespeople on. I said, but sure. I said, Brenda has been in the food business yeah. forever <laughs> in, in Portland and she's yeah. seen and done it all. So you weren't selling copiers and then decide to sell no. sausages. And no. Yeah. I started my career in San Francisco in 99 and uh, doing I've what? Never down there. Specialty food. I, I uh, started a job in purchasing. Um, I had and how in, did you start that? How would you recommend to somebody who wants to get into that side of the business? What's the best way in? Well, because you were just initiative. a natural for for Michelle, yeah. you know, over there, say, hey, you know, that worked out really well. You had Absolutely. experience, but there are people yeah. who don't have your experience. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I got I came into it from I lived in Spain for a couple of years in Italy for a year, and I went to I went to culinary school in Italy. And so when I came home, um, which was Portland in, in 98, I, I didn't really, I had a degree that was business taught in Spanish and I kind of didn't really know to, what to do with all that. I was like, I'm a Spanish speaking businesswoman. <laughs> I don't know. You know, when you get to that age, you're like, now I have to actually decide what it is I'm going to do with this. Mm-hmm. And so my dad and I were on the computer and we were going to buy Hamon Serrano online, mm. which, you know, in 1998 was a real new concept. Like, we're buying food on a computer and it's going to be mailed to us. And my dad turned to me and he said, why don't you be that person? Why don't you be that person who finds the food, who brings, you know, Hamon Serrano to the U.S.? And I just thought, what? People have that job? <laughs> That's amazing. And so at that point, I just broke it down. I, I got a internship at the Export Administration in Portland. And then I worked in the uh, catering kitchen at In Good Taste, and I was the pantry chef there because I used to do lunch uh, and did assisted cooking classes. And then, you know, it was an interesting time because it was 1998 and the economy was booming and San Francisco was off the charts. And it was a really good time to decide, I want to be a specialty food buyer because mm-hmm. <laughs> I put in a resume and it was an on uh, e-commerce to volo.com that probably nobody remembers. And I got a job right away in purchasing. And so I, I, after that, I was uh, on the buying team at Dean and DeLuca, and then from there transitioned into sales for a couple of um, uh, specialty food importers. So, well, Dean and DeLuca is pretty big. Yeah. So, what is your uh, what makes you really good at what you do? I think that I'm really, um, really interested in it, and it and it doesn't get old to me. Um, I, my passion for it seems pretty um, everlasting from, you know, the experience that I've had. It has, it's never really diminished. And, uh, you know, I think if you're astutely interested in what you do, you, you, you keep going and you enjoy it. So how much, and um, 
How much of your success would you attribute to that actual knowledge or the fact that you know food really well? So when you're going out with buyers, mm-hmm. you can, you know, it's a good time because yeah. you're, you're not twiddling well, your thumbs. Absolutely. You can talk yeah. food. Yeah. As, well, and I also love, there's a lot of different aspects of that. It's really fun. Some people wouldn't even think about this as a, this perspective of a, of a salesperson, but it's really fun to walk in a kitchen and in you to make a kind of mental uh i guess a judgment but a mental judgment of like what products that we make would be right for this person what sort of knives do they have are they what does their menu read do they have the middle of all the animals like that tells me how they cook it tells me who their diners are how much space do they have how big is their walk-in i mean it all determines all it's kind of like all these pieces of a puzzle that come together to help you understand what it is that they need and how to approach them. And so that's really fun. Um, so it's not a one size fits all. Not at all. Thing. You're not saying, Hey, not we have bit. this, you need this. Yeah. You're so for example, ta- like if you look at inventory Ox, before I see you, you go make in. your own sausages, you don't have a charcuterie plate. Right. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to go into a kitchen and start talking about my product blindly that, you know, it doesn't make any sense. That person, that's not what they're looking for. So that, it's just. Is it easy to get that approach. information? I mean, it's not like it's, kitchens are wide open all the time. I can get that information. You can do it from a menu. menu. I can, yeah, pretty much. I mean, the second step would be actually seeing someone's kitchen, and then yes, I can <coughs> right. absolutely kind of suss the whole situation out. But just reading a menu, like me, um, we, we have a um, Alexis in our office now has um, helping out in a sales capacity, and so we'll have exercises on Mondays of just reading menus, and I, you know, I want her to tell me about the chef. And tell me about their customers and tell me what it is that they appreciate or, you know, care about. So who have you heard about in Portland that you're intrigued about that you don't know about at this point in time? Hmm. I, I would imagine you have a list. I, yeah, I, I, I haven't thought about that question. Well, I mean, but, for instance, um, you know, you said you haven't been to Kachka. Yeah. So I don't, and I don't know the story much at all of the, you know, the chef and owners of that restaurant. I, I don't know them personally. Israel uh, and Bonnie. Yeah. They're, they're so. easy to get to know. They're really nice people. Oh, nice. Uh, you know, I've always, as much as I go to, ha- to Javier and I, I know Christine by name and her son, I don't know anything What's about What's his son's name? The, Is it Michael? I don't know I had his son's He name, gave me a actually. post-it note with his, that was his business card once, a post-it huh. note, so. Um. Yeah, there are a lot of certainly new chefs in town. A lot of them, it's not as if I know everything, but we've all been working together for the last, you know, 10 plus years. So I feel like we know each other really well. So um, so you don't have a canned Olympic provisions pitch. No. But what is it that you tell people as to why they should be buying your salami over someone else's? Mm-hmm. What is so special about Olympic provisions? Um, I would say that really um we just don't we don't cut any corners and i've I've never tasted a finer charcuterie uh certainly not made in america um the the fact that we use natural hog casings that you don't have to peel them that that's part of the experience that it's tender we, we use fat back i mean we really just don't cut any corners and so that comes through in the finished product uh eli is really masterful both in technique and in the balance that he creates in flavors. Um, and so really it's a matter of taste. Um, and does it, it all stops with Eli? There, he's, he's, well, he's got a great team, you know, around him. And, and, you know, his sister Michelle is also really brilliant on the operations side. So mm-hmm. 
they have a good partnership that way. Did they envision the two restaurants and their operation? Was that was that how it started? Or it, it did start as separate entities. I mean, mm-hmm. that worked obviously very closely together. But you know, Eli was never intended and never was the chef at the restaurant. Um, they were kind of two entities side by side, and and really, and at the first at Southeast, they were inside Southeast and in behind mm-hmm. the door. Um, and I think Northwest opened as well. We're opening up a new processing facility. Let's put in a deli case, or it just turned out to be a restaurant. <laughs> That's what restaurateurs well, do. <laughs> you know what? They're great restaurants. They're they go-to are. places. Yeah. Whenever you're getting that brain freeze, yeah. and you don't know where to go, Olympic Provisions is always a great. Go Agreed. to place. Yeah, and brunch. They are the unsung brunch heroes of Portland. Is there a line? But no. No line. <laughs> yeah. No line. Or that... <laughs> well, if uh-huh. you get nothing else out of this podcast, and you should, but <laughs> if that's the takeaway, brunch at Olympic Provisions yeah. with no line, yeah, then that's a good potatoes. thing. I've done it. That's great. That's so good. Um, so I have one other question going back to Food Shed. Uh-huh. What are some of your absolute favorite products that you ever tasted uh, that you discovered through that business? Mm-hmm. Um, there are many, and, and there, I continue to see great new products popping up all the time that aren't on there. But um, I love, I had mentioned hotcakes confections before, and my friend Autumn, she does a dry burn uh, salted caramel. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she's starting with just sugar, dry sugar, and then you're heating it and getting it hot and turning that into caramel. You're not putting corn syrup into it. Um, mm-hmm. to make kind of like a quicker caramel. Uh, it, there's just the complexity of flavor and that kind of like deep deep caramel burn, for lack of a better word, you know, where it's not tasting burnt, but it's tasting, you know, rich, rich, deep caramel. Mm-hmm. Um, I love her. I love her products. Um, there's also an interesting place, uh, an interesting uh, pollen collector out of California that I love using their products. It's called Pollen Ranch. Um, I don't as much use the like the blends that they make, but I just like the pure fennel pollen. It's one of my favorite things to cook with. Um, and then they they also um, gather dill pollen, which is really good on popcorn. I've never heard of dill, dill pollen. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hadn't either. I mean, it wasn't good it wasn't on popcorn. To me. Okay, yeah. we'll remember that. Buttery popcorn with dill pollen. Yeah. Um, there's also. Um, a woman out of North Carolina that has a line of preserves. Uh, her name's April, and the brand name is Farmer's Daughter. And it's just exquisite. She just has a, a knack. She does, like, pickled green tomatoes and uh, these bourbon figs that are really good. Mm. Um, you know, I first fell in love with, with Olympic Provisions, um, discovering them through Food Shed and bringing them on. So that's definitely a favorite. Um, and then I love... You know, David Briggs chocolate, Chocolato de David, and mm-hmm. um, coconut. Is that the proper pronunciation? Because no one, I are, don't know. I guess <laughs> I, <laughs> it's, it's like Mayan, right? It's like, yeah, I'm a no, Spanish I, major, but I, that doesn't fit in my vocabulary. I, I say that because I'm a fairly chocolate. I'm a fairly good speller, but I've spelled it incorrectly a couple yeah. of times when I've referred to it, and I certainly don't know how to pronounce it all the time. I yeah. just usually say David Briggs okay stuff. With that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, great. So well. Brenda, thank you so much. It was as much a pleasure as I thought it was going to be. Likewise. Thanks for having and me. And it's good to see you. I haven't seen you in too long. So I know. <laughs> let's catch up sooner. Maybe Ox or exactly. Brunch at Olympic Provisions, something like that. That all sounds good. Thank you. Okay.